Welcome to Spirit for Success, a podcast for kick-ass ladypreneurs with spirit, smarts, sass, and style who want to succeed at business, life, and love with ease and grace. Want to see what other fabulousness we have in store for you? Go to spirit, the number four, success.com. That's www.spiritforsuccess.com. Now to your kick-ass and sparkly host, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker. Hi, this is Rach. And this is Therese. And welcome back to our podcast. And today's topic is the successful creation cycle. Because as entrepreneurs and, and people out there doing creative things, there's a cycle that can be, hang on, let me try that again. There is a cycle around creativity that can be successful and other cycles that hamper creativity, but also hamper your success. So we thought we'd talk about, well, what we think is probably one of the best ways to do creation, to do creation. That sounds really dirty, doesn't it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. To Gone there already. Creative. <laughs> to be creative. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Uh, so, Therese, I'll let you, you start. Where do you want to start on this one? Well, both Rach and I identify as creatives, and I'm going to be bold. Really bold? And say, I'm going to be super bold, and I'm going to say that anybody who identifies as an entrepreneur is a creative. I'd agree. You're a visionary. Definitely. Yeah. Creative, visionary, entrepreneur, pioneer, all those words, they're all those rock words. star, <laughs> rock <awesome>. star, <laughs> unicorn. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Identify with that creative spirit in us. And one of the things that both Rach and I have been talking about the last few days, especially with this new moon energy in Capricorn, is about, um, I'm calling it the mundane, mm-hmm. but another word, we've come up with many words to describe what I'm calling mundane. So the the ordinary, everyday routines, the structure, the kind of boring paperwork of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> the things we kind of have to do. <laughs> Stuff we kind of have those days where we go, oh, do I have to? And it feels like the opposite of creativity. And I'm going to venture to say that, yeah, it kind of is the opposite of creativity. Mm-hmm. The routine is the opposite of creativity. And we're talking about why we thought about this and we thought to ourselves, you know, this is actually incredibly necessary in the success of being creative. Yep. So the cycle itself is is really quite simple and it's one that you can even see in nature. It's ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. There is this beautiful, harmonious ebb and flow of creativity. You can't stay in a high creative state for sustained long periods of time without some level of going back into the mundane, which is where you rest, where you step back from it. I know for myself in being an entrepreneur that those rest periods are extremely important to the level of creativity and my success in any venture that I move forward with. Absolutely. And the reason we're bringing it up is that one of the fears of the creative types is the ordinary is the mundane, the routine, especially if you're an entrepreneur, um, routine 
is something I think that some entrepreneurs shy away from. Mm. You know, the routine of having a day-to-day job, a nine-to-five, I check in, I do this, I check out, I go home, is a big turnoff to a lot of ladypreneurs. Well, mundane has this, for me, when you say mundane, I think, oh, God, there's no spark, there's no fun, Mm. there's no real it's just oh it's all that admin crap that I would probably have to do if I if I said I really had to do it it's that it really is it's boring it's boring <laughs> so the fear of of boring work um, Ugh, God. because the admin work let's face it as soon as we get to a certain level it's the first thing we like try to shovel off on somebody else <laughs> <laughs> I need a PA I need a now <laughs> I will pay you to do the stuff I don't want to do. Let's yes. let's be honest. That's what we all want to do. We want to pay somebody to do it for us. As you yeah, should. Creative is fun. As you should, of course. Ooh. I mean, you're actually stimulating the economy. You're you're creating jobs when you do that. So yes. definitely. Yes. We, let's do that ASAP. <laughs> now. Now is good. We want, to, we want to do that. We want you to do that. But in the meantime, we need to acknowledge that ebb is part of the cycle that the mundane actually supports and sparks the creative. And that's what we want to talk about today Mm. is how um, we need the routine to actually support the creative. Now think about this. It is actually a polarity. If you look at it, I like to see it in my mind's eye as this line with a point on each end and at one end is the extreme of the other. So if creativity is on one end, then on the other end, I'm seeing total boredom or mundane or routine. (laughs) Did you notice, I don't know about in your mind, but in my mind when we had the two ends, the mundane was black and white and gray and the creative was like color and sparkles. (laughs) I think think in my mind it's brown. It's like shades of beige (laughs) and brown. Just like, oh. Oh, isn't that interesting? So my mundane was gray, black and white, devoid of color. And yours was brown and <laughs> beige. Beige. It's, it's beige. all the same. You know Paint what? the ceiling beige. And honestly, <laughs> when I think of beige, I think of safe. It's a safe color. It's like if you decorate oh, your house with beige, and I'm sure my our decorator friends out there would agree, that's like the, the safe color. That's why if you go to a store that sells furniture on the side, you'll notice they're not selling a whole bunch of like bright colored couches. They're all like black, gray, beige. Safe colors, Mm -hmm. works in every room, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Yep. And routine does, it does give us, it gives us stability and it gives us safety. And that is, of course, safe, being safe and feeling safe is important. But in or and in order to go into creativity, so if we go back to our last episode where we're talking about vaginas, <laughs> I said it again. You had to you had to bring that in, didn't you? You I had, had to. Find a to... <laughs> it's going to be part of every podcast. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but we had talked about that in order to actually experience orgasm, which I would say definitely lives in the realm of creativity. And in <laughs> order to experience the full oh, orgasm, you have to feel safe. Aha. Uh-huh. Mm. You have to feel safe in order to feel that intense creativity. Mm-hmm. And that's why you need the structure. I think, you know, if you picture um, creativity being that, the tower, the the thing you're creating in the middle, there's always structure that helps to hold it in place. You need a good foundation. If you're building a building, you need to put the the scaffolding up the side while you're building it so mm-hmm. that everything is in the right place and looks spectacular. So it's you know, and what does that look like in our business? Well, structure and the mundane is the the everyday things you've got to do. 
like sending out the emails and, and doing the financial stuff and, and making sure that you've got a plan for what you're creating and when it needs to go out, whether it's a product and a launch. And so having that foundation gives you the space and the structure to allow creativity to really flow in a, in a, in a direction that's heading towards your success. Absolutely. That, that's so true because we were talking about what does creativity look like uh, if you were in a constant creative space. We had talked about that because in the non-physical, as I understand it, it is constant creativity and constant creativity looks like chaos. <laughs> it's like freeform jazz. I mean, it makes no sense there. And that's how it should be. And we can be there for a little while and that can feed us. But imagine if you stayed there. First of all, it it's really unsustainable because chaos doesn't provide sustenance, really. No. And if, in a business, I mean, if you're creating paintings or creating products, it doesn't matter what it is. But if you don't have a, a bit of a purpose to it, a little bit of intention behind it, a way to get that piece out there, all of that is structure. That's the mundane. The actual creative part is the act of doing the creative thing. Mm-hmm. So... I see it as a bit of a pendulum um, effect. So when you're you're in um, the mundane, that's when you're resting, you're creating the structure so that then the, the further you go back into that, the further you can go in the creative, which creates the power and the energy behind it. And we were talking before, before we started recording, you had this beautiful analogy about the creativity being like a bow and arrow. So I'm going to let you explain that because I think you did that so beautifully before. Yeah. So ebb and flow, or we're going to call it routine and creativity. Imagine you've got your bow and arrow. And when you go into ebb or routine, you're pulling your arrow back. And really and truly, it's the the longer you spend back there, the more tauntness you're creating. Now, when you let go, that's the arrow shooting forward into creativity. If you were just hanging out in creativity, you would have no drawback. So your bow would not be taunt. You have this flimsy, <laughs> and if you let go of the arrow, it just Ooh. plop onto the ground. Nothing. <laughs> not a fan of flimsy. You know, you want it strong, hard. That's right. Yeah. Well, and if you think about it, so creativity is where you're making your mark. The structure is where you are creating the momentum to hit that mark. Mm. That's actually a really good point and I've certainly seen that in my own life and I see it in a lot of entrepreneurs is that they do the the busy, 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 go, 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 go. They're not taking out that time to rest and therefore they don't have the energy or access to the inspiration to create these beautiful creative products that really make their mark. Um, so for me, I had a, a, as we all know, I had a, some time out not too long ago and having that real definite time out like I really pulled my arrow back is is probably the best way to say it now I'm in the the process of of letting go of that arrow and the stuff that's coming through is phenomenal like I couldn't have been able to access this information if I was still so burned out and too tired to be able to get into that creative space and that's huge Mm. This is this really is this really working in harmony with this creative um, cycle, the, the creation cycle, is how you create balance in your life and still become super successful. In fact, you you absolutely need balance in your life to get to that level of success. You just can't do it if you're you know constantly pulling your arrow back like an inch and then expecting it to fly a mile. It won't work. Mm, such a good point. Yeah, that is so true. It's like the more and and if you think about it too, this is it's called 
a, a cycle for a reason. A cycle is the very way that nature works. Everything has a cyclical nature to it. If you're looking at, if you want to see balance in action, watch nature. Mm. Nature has spring, summer, fall, winter. Yeah, as much as we would love to stay in summer all uh, year round. Right. <laughs> there are people. <laughs> I'm just going to have to fly across the different sides of the earth to have exactly. that. Exactly. I was going to say there are people who chase summer, right? They just go where summer is, which is <laughs> great. But still, there's that going to be a point in time where in nature, it's not summer. It's winter somewhere. And that's where nature is going, drawing back its arrow. It's going into its rest cycle, into its, uh, there's the creative state and the contemplative state. So this, so you want to think about ebb as being where you're getting the ideas and the creativity is where you're acting out the ideas. Mm, Yeah, that's really important. Like I know for me, um, I get my best ideas and best inspiration when I'm just sitting around. I'm just relaxing. If that's my replenishment time is probably the best way that I can put it is where I'm, I'm coloring in, I'm hanging out with the family, I'm getting the mundane stuff, creating the structure. Yep. And then I've got the space for the creativity to come through because I'm well and truly rested and I'm completely open to it. So then it can come in. Absolutely. I mean, I get mine in between waking and sleeping. I, I get a ton of information there uh, in the shower mm. a lot. And I notice that if I spend too much time in the house, and I know that this is something a lot of ladypreneurs can fall into this trap <laughs> of Me too. working so hard that you're it's two in the afternoon and you're still in your jammies and you're at the computer all morning. Mm-hmm. You know, you got your coffee there and you're typing away furiously and like half the day is gone. And so a lot of times I'll realize I am not, I'm drying up. I need to get outside. I need fresh air. Mm-hmm. I need to be in nature. I need to be moving because I'm way, spending way too long in my head. Mm. Truly creativity doesn't come from there. As you know, um, Rachel and I, we talk about the four intelligences. So we're talking about spiritual intelligence, um, mental intelligence. Mind. Yep. The mind. We're talking about the heart <laughs> and the body. And really to be at full creative um, mode, you need all four going. Mm. And if you're hanging out too long in your brain at the computer, <laughs> you've, you've actually, you know, you know that the body is down on E. Yeah. And everything else is probably a little bit blocked too. One of the things that, um, I'll just slot this in here, but one of the myths around this, and this is something that I used to get caught in, was a feeling of, you know, I'd, I'd the inspiration had hit and I'd run with it and I'd go, 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 go. And I'd start to hit a wall. And there was a part of me that kept trying to push through because the belief was, well, if I, if I rest or or take time out, I won't come back to this. And particularly when I had to take time out of work, I'm thinking, well, if I stop too long, I'll never come back to it. And that's a myth. It's actually not true. And I can tell you from my own experience, because the, what happens is you are naturally an entrepreneur. You are naturally a creative you once you're rested that creative spark it is who you are it will come through because it has to (laughs) absolutely no and ifs or buts about it it's who you are it will come back but if you give yourself that time to rest it will come through stronger I absolutely 100% totally agree with you and I can give a personal example that's happening right now I'm working on a please do a commission painting for one of my one of my other jobs I do is I'm a, an artist. 
Um, and I have a commission right now that's active. And the other night I had a window of time open and I was like, okay, this is the time I'm going to work on it. So I came to the painting, I showed up and it just wasn't there. And I thought, okay, I can either try to work on this right now because this is the time I have available and I've contracted myself to do it. And I thought to myself, you know what? No, this is not the right moment. I had to trust that. I had to trust that even though this is something that I have agreed to work on and I'm trying to get it done by a certain amount of time, if it's not, if I'm not feeling it, I am not going to force it. Mm -hmm. That I have to trust that that energy will come when it's ready. And instead, what I did is I'm like, I actually want to clean. That's where I went. I was like, okay. <laughs> Who wants to clean? I know, You're so I weird. Know. <laughs> I know. And I thought that too. I'm like, really? I'm, I'm going to put down the paintbrush and I'm going to pick up the mop. But that's what I, my body said it wanted that. Everything else wanted that. There was stuff I was working on. I, I ended up doing um, some of my spiritual work. I listened to one of our spark sessions while I did it and I got motivated. I was like, okay. You know, clearly... This is uh, what was more in alignment with where I was at right then. And I had to trust that mm. and respond rather than force myself to get into the creative cycle when it wasn't the right moment. I was in a replenishment cycle mm. and I, I was honoring that. Yep. Yep. And that's sometimes that's the hardest thing to do because the brain goes, but I've got the time now. I need to make the most of this time. Mm -hmm. And I know I have that battle on a regular basis because my brain is so freaking strong. Um, but it's really allowing ourselves, giving ourselves permission to trust in the natural ebb and flow of the energy. And when you can really do that, it makes such a huge difference. Yeah. And, and you're, you know, you hit on such a good point. I mean, we're both working mothers. So time yeah. does feel like a commodity that we can't spare. You know, it's like, I can't believe I'm giving up this window to clean when I don't know when mm -hmm. my next window will be. I mean, I know it's coming up, but you know, it's, it's mm. just one of those things I juggle. Mm. It's really hard to nail it down when you stay at home with your kids and you work from home. It can be really an elusive thing to pin down sometimes time. Yep. But I had to go deeper into my trust and I was listening and responding to what um, the rest of my intelligence has said they wanted. The body was like, there's no creativity in here right now. The heart was like, I'm not really in it right now. Mm. The mind was like, uh, I'm supposed to show up, so I'm going to be here. Yeah, I'm here. And spirit <laughs> and spirit was saying, you know what, if it would feel better, um, I want to talk to you. And cleaning time is a great time to talk to spirit because I can do it without thinking too hard. Once I get engaged in an activity, I'm not really there mentally. You know, I'm mopping the floor physically. But like many moodist, uh, moodist, <laughs> nudist, Buddhist. Hmm. Sounds very similar. <laughs> but like <laughs> many Buddhist monks, that was really hard to say. Uh, well, we've had vagina, so moodist, nudist, whatever. <laughs> Continue. They will polish the floor as a way of connecting. It's a, it's a form of meditation, mm. you know, wax yeah. on, wax off. That's where that comes <laughs> from. <laughs> oh, awesome. Not just Mr. Miyagi understood. <laughs> Sometimes to get, to get a deeper connection to spirit, you busy the body mm. so that you can get in to that zone. Sometimes I find doing that <laughs> is what opens up my creativity. And maybe we should we come up with, you know, and share some ways that you can actually 
inspire your creativity to come and join the party. Um, so one of them is to to do something that is fun, to just like dance, put some music on, dance around. I found that really helps bring my creativity to the party. And the other thing is watching like funny YouTube videos or just colouring in or often my creativity likes to come through when I'm driving a car. It's not really when I want it to join the party, but I get a lot of great ideas so that when I've got the time next, I can jump in and start creating those. Well, you know why is because you're going into a trance state. Mm. That's really important. So both cleaning and running, um, any kind of exercise where it's repetitive happening over and over again, there's not a lot of variation to it. That puts you in a trance state. Coloring puts you in a trance state. Mm. So what Rach is talking about is getting into a trance state in a way that feels good. So AKA fun. Yep, exactly. Um, have you got any other tips and tricks to, to, inspire creativity uh well moving the body obviously movement yep and that kind of goes right into getting into that trance state but when I go for a walk outside especially so nature is a big big part of it gets me inspired again and this is what they call in the the artist's way the book the artist's way they call it filling the well Mm. so you imagine your creativity being like a well you know how you're drawing water out of a well? Well, you're drawing creativity out of this well. And you want to replenish it. So what we're talking about are different ways what we can add the water back in or we can replenish this well of creativity. And for me, number one is spending time in nature. Mm. And that always connects you back to spirit. It's connected, like it's almost like insta connection to source. <laughs> If you just hang out and be with nature, look at the trees, watch the birds, you know, just breathe the fresh air, realize your connection to it all, that puts, that instantly starts to refill your well. Another great way to refill the well is to connect with some kind of artistic medium, even if it's not the one that you're working in. So, for example, enjoying a movie that you find nourishing you know like the 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 artistry of it inspires you meaning just watching somebody who is really good in their art form um enjoying uh, music enjoying dance enjoying uh some beautiful photographs and like taking it in from the artist's perspective, mm. you know, where were they when they were making this? What were they, try to imagine what they were thinking or feeling. I'm mean, thinking in my head of Ansel Adams looking at the photography and just like when I look at a lot of his work, you know, he's a famous black and white photographer. And when I look at a lot of his work, I feel so much peace. And a lot of his photography I notice has snow because he famously does black and white. So, you know, snow in a, in natural setting, obviously, it's going to give you a lot of white <laughs> for your <laughs> for your photograph. That sounds mundane. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> but when I when I sit with his work for a minute, I think about it. I start to imagine being out in the snow and how when you're in the snow, it seems like everything is so much quieter. Have you noticed that? Mm. Well, you live in Australia. I don't know how much snowfall you get. Hey, I've been to the snow. Yes, you've been in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> One of the things I love about snow is when you go outside, when it, you know, first snows, it feels so quiet. Yeah. It's like the world gets turned down about five notches. Yeah. It's all, everything's frozen. It's all just still. It is. And it's just 
beautiful. And I love, you know, taking a, looking at a photograph and just going in there, seeing if I can feel the, the different sensory experiences and that just having that instant, um, creativity fulfillment Mm. going in and filling that creative well. Yeah. One of the things, um, that I like to do with, to inspire, like cause often my creativity comes through in blog posts or you know things that I create or do. So for me, it's it's reading. Sometimes it's reading a book that's related to the material that I'm really fascinated by, or reading about a particular person that I find really inspiring. Those kinds of things tend to increase or, or trigger a lot of other extra things in me that I'm inspired to then create or learn more about or do. Yeah, well, and I would even go so far as to read something that it's totally um, fiction-based. I personally love Harry Potter. Total Harry Potter nerd right here. I really should read those books. Everybody (laughs) raves about them, but I haven't touched them. Oh, my God. Okay, new podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll put it on my list. Anybody... (laughs) out there who's a total like Harry Potter nerd like me is feeling pain when she says that. I can't believe you haven't read them. (laughs) Anyway, but they take you into a whole other world. It's a world that has problems that you don't have, challenges and solutions that, you know, you don't think about in your everyday life. And to me, that definitely inspires creativity. Hmm. Yeah. I'm kind of glad that I don't have some of his problems. I've seen the movies. <laughs> it does not look good. <laughs> I mean, the magic is great, but, you know, the rest of the problems that come with that, not so bad. Right. Oh, that's funny. Um, well, let's, let's, let's move this on a, a tad. One of the things we wanted to go into was, um, you know, we want to inspire creativity, but one of the things that, that hampers – well, we, there are a bunch of things that hamper creativity. So we, we've created a bit of a list of things that we think inhibits creativity, and we've come up with some antidotes which we thought we would share with you. So we might start that now, if that's okay with you, Drew. Absolutely. <laughs> so number one I on my list – we both have a, our own list. So number one on my list was distractions. <laughs> And, um, what kind that can of be anything. <laughs> well, let's see. <laughs> Children. <laughs> Facebook is a distraction. Uh, number yes. one, you know, that's one of the top evils in my world is, is being distracted by our social media, mm. um, or all the guilty. I have so many apps on my phone. It's not funny. So if I want to be distracted, all I have to do is pick up my phone. And so the antidote to distractions is there's this great technique I found. It's called the Pomodoro technique. So that's Italian for tomato. I don't know how it's connected to this technique, (laughs) (laughs) but the technique is to set a timer for 20 minutes. So you set a timer for 20 minutes and you do the activity you're set down to do. So if it's your creative time, or even if it's something that an admin task that you don't want to do, that's where I usually use this. Mm, But in order to, to get through it, you set a timer for 20 minutes and you say, I'm going to focus on this for 20 minutes, pure focus. If you find yourself getting distracted, you have to reset the timer. So this is, <laughs> this is a good opportunity to turn off your phone, close the browser tab on Facebook and just focus in on that task for 20 minutes. Now, when the timer goes off, you are free to go back to Facebook, uh, turn your phone back on and be totally distracted. But you're giving yourself, you're training yourself that I can do, uh, I can laser my focus down to the task at hand. 
Okay, so that's called the Pomodoro technique, 20-minute timer. Rach? And as you get better at... Yeah, I know. <laughs> I knew, really need to start implementing that. Um, but, I mean, you can even turn it up to, you know, 30 minutes. You really don't want to be moving it more than about 45 minutes. I mean, even a lot of good books about focus talk about not doing anything for longer than an hour. I know for myself when I get caught up in my creative flow, I can go on for three hours. So I sort of play with that. If I'm in the flow, I'm not going to stop the flow. I'm going to keep going while the flow is there. But I'm going to be very conscious about when that flow is really starting to wane because my energy is starting to wane. I need to take a break. So, But if you can start with 20 minutes, sometimes telling yourself, I'm just going to do this for 20 minutes, kind of opens the door to you actually spending the hour and getting that shit done. <laughs> it's off your plate. It's completed. Now you can go play. Also, for those of us, though, who are um, movement challenged, meaning that we get stuck in our heads and we forget we need to move, 20 <laughs> minutes is a good time to like get up, get your ass out of that chair yes. and go do something where you're physically moving your body. Use the timer for the physical stuff. That's You know what? I've said that on the podcast now. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm stating and declaring I'm going to use this method for adding exercise and movement to my day so you can check up on me <laughs> oh we will <laughs> we will all right I will do it so one of the other things that we talked about as a um, an inhibitor is frustration that was one of my ones is that you know if you're frustrated with a partner you're frustrated with your the, the distractions frustrated with yourself frustration caused by anything will inhibit your creativity inhibit your ability to access solutions so my antidote, antidote to that <laughs> is to, number one, acknowledge the frustration. You know, right now, this second, I am fucking frustrated. <laughs> Breathe. Allow your feelings of frustration to move through. And then YouTube videos. Go and find gag reels and bloopers and funny videos that just take you into a completely different space that will allow you to let go of whatever it is. Because once you're in a, a happy state and you're laughing, I find I gain more energy and that opens up again to my creativity, which is, you know, as we've talked about, is our connection to spirit. So not only does creativity flow through, but guidance, information, solutions are now available. So frustration is a killer. Mm. And I, a top one on my list of inhibitors to creativity was perfectionism. <laughs> Big one. That guilty. That to me. Yeah, exactly. That one can shoot you down before you even start. That's actually, I think massive. One of the most dangerous inhibitors to creativity because there is this whole um, scenario playing out in your brain before you're allowing yourself to move into action. And I think part of what causes that perfection is that fear or thought of, you know, what will other people think? It's got to be perfect. It's not just perfect for me mm -hmm. or perfect for the person doing it. It's got to be perfect and acceptable and valued by everybody else out there. Yeah. And that's, that's what increases the intensity of the perfectionism. So the antidote to this is giving yourself permission to fail. To fuck it up royally. Yes. Give yourself permission that it's going to be a total turd. And that's okay because it's not <laughs> – because, as we know, practice is what makes perfect if there is such a thing as perfect. Mm. So giving yourself a chance to actually think it – not just think it out but do it, get it out of your body. I mean one of the things that great artists do before they sit down and do a painting is they sketch it out a couple times to get the – to warm the body up to get ready for the big show. So – Get, allow yourself to 
not just formulate the plan in your head, but put it into action in order to smooth out the rough edges. Mm. And the other thing that, that also adds to that perfectionism and needing to get it right is um, is when you attach money and stuff to it. And we've talked about this a little bit before, but it, it's around creating because you want to create, creating because it makes you happy, create because it's fun Yes. and detaching from whatever it has to be done for. Yes. So creating for the sake of creativity. That's how you incorporate or that's how you increase the fun in your business. That's how work becomes fun. When you stop attaching, it has to make me money. It has to be right for everybody else. That's how, and I've already said it, that's that's how you bring fun into business is create because you want to create. <laughs> yes, well, it bears repeating because it's such a good point. I mean, this is what gives you the longevity to keep going. Yeah. Because there are, between vision and success is a long, bumpy road. And so if it's fun, you're willing to ride that road out. Mm. Because the longer you stay with something, the the more likely success is attached to it. But there's a, you know, for visionaries, for entrepreneurs, we get these great ideas and then we drop them. <laughs> we drop them early. That's that's kind of our, um, <laughs> that's the challenge, right? For us in there is that we- Sticking we, with it long enough. Exactly. We don't, <laughs> we're like, wait a second. This isn't as fun as it was in the beginning when I was formulating my idea. Mm-hmm. Now it's real. Yep. And keeping it fun for yourself throughout the process is really key to sticking it out. Yep. And that's, it, we've talked about, you know, the should should and have to, that's a, an inhibitor. So that's sometimes related to money, sometimes related to, well, I need to because it has to be done for somebody else. Even like your commission work saying, well, I have to get this done because I've been paid to. Yes. But that thinking and that feeling hampers the creativity. So turning that around, the antidote for that one is to say, you know, what if I'm actually choosing to do this? So it takes you into that place of out of the should and have to and saying things like, well, I get to do this. How awesome is that I get to be paid to create these things for people? Absolutely. So it's changing the energy of the words. So, so important. You've just hit it on the head there because it's not enough. Truly, the funny thing is that even though a lot of us are motivated to create a business um, for money, it's actually not enough to sustain you. No, it isn't. (laughs) It isn't because you realize, holy crap, I could be making money a lot easier working for somebody else than putting all this like blood, sweat and tears into something (laughs) and waiting for the money to show up. (laughs) It's like that, that would cause you to bail faster. I think than anything really for me, it's just not enough, but doing it for the sake of what can I make? Mm. Well, that gets me interested. That is a challenge that I can take on because I'll wait it out. What can I make? How big can I make it? How intricate can I create this design? That keeps me motivated, actually. Mm, I'm the same. Like when I'm creating programs and products, it's often I'm playing around with, well, how much value can I add? How can I make this the most amazing product or program ever? So I go really deep into my creativity in doing that. And I quite happily just create it and give it away. <laughs> and if I allow myself to think of it that way, then the creativity really comes through. It does. I've noticed in the past where I've gone, oh, now I need to, to charge for that, then the, the fear of perfectionism has gotten in. So now that we're doing things in a different way, we're focused on, even with this podcast, we're doing this because we're having fun doing it. We're having a great time. 
and the creativity and everything is flowing with it. And, you know, we, we think it's pretty good. And we've had some comments to say it's pretty good. So <laughs> we're just going to keep going. <laughs> well, not only that, but it's a little bit <clears throat> whispering, a little bit self-serving because I go back and I listen and I'm like, that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's like, you know, it, it is kind of amazing to hear it come out of your own mouth. You're like, damn it, Therese, you are a bloody genius sometimes. But, <laughs> but that's good Most because if we can both if we can both listen to our own stuff and go, you know what, that's really excellent, and then we're feeling good about it. It doesn't actually matter what anybody else thinks. We think is fucking awesome. <laughs> well, not only that, but it's like, holy crap, now I need to live it because mm. I said it. You know, that that creates a whole nother level. Accountability. That's a whole nother level. Yes. Yes. Because uh, it's like, I can't really hide behind the excuse of, I don't know because I've recorded it and now people have heard me say it. (laughs) And it's like, no, you do know you're just being lazy. Now like pull yourself up and do the work. That's right. Put your big girl pants back on. Let's go. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So even if this doesn't make it past like five or 10 people, it doesn't matter. This is brilliant. (laughs) It's brilliant. Uh, anyway, back to the inhibitors. I'm going to drag us back. <laughs> yes. We could sit here and talk about ourselves all day long, but let's come back to this. <laughs> Another one on the list? Another one for me, uh, inhibitor to creativity, is priorities. If I go to playtime before I do the stuff I feel like I need to take care of. Mm, yep. So that uh, it sits in the back of your head going, oh, really, that other thing is really important. I really need to get that done. But I just want to write and play. It. Mm. Yeah. Total dampen, totally dampens the creativity. So the obvious solution is get that shit done. Make yourself, <laughs> <laughs> make yourself a to-do list. Put the stuff at the top. I mean, I always do my to-do list by level of priority. Like the things that I'm like, mm. this has to get done or I won't be comfortable. Yep. Meaning either because I, I promised somebody I do it um it it's a major issue that needs to be taken care of right away or something like if I don't do this it's going to bother me all day Mm. meaning like sometimes housework becomes priority number one like the you know the the sink is ridiculously full of dishes and I cannot concentrate until that's taken care of Mm -hmm. sometimes that is a priority before getting to my creative work yeah (laughs) (laughs) I'm interjecting because you've just stepped into my other item which was okay physical environment go for it so when your physical environment is um is messy things are out of order I know for me that I need to even just before this podcast I clean up the coffee table and and only the places that I can see if I can't see it it's fine but if I can see it, I need it to be in order so I feel like my creativity can come through more easily. Absolutely. Such a good point. So environment, your antidotes to that are? Clean it up. Just what? tidy it up. <laughs> do what you can. Clean to, that shit up. Yeah, clean that shit up. <laughs> but do, you know, you don't have to go all nuts and get the tooth, toothbrush out and get into the corners of stuff. You know, it's getting a bit ridiculous. But, you know, every so often it's necessary. But just tidy up around you, clean up what's getting in your way, but do the bare minimum basically so that you can get into the creative into the creative flow and then you can come back and clean that up once the creative flow has stopped. Right. Know yourself. Know when yes. you are doing it because it needs to be done and when you're doing it because you're going into avoidance behavior. Mm-hmm. I've certainly been guilty of that. There have been times when my apartment has gotten so clean because I didn't want to do the work. <laughs> That's handy. Right. So definitely knowing 
knowing yourself and you always know because it feels good and, and then it stops feeling good. And you know when it stops feeling good when that little voice is like, hey, remember you were going to do a podcast today? <laughs> remember you said you'd show up for that? Yeah. <laughs> stops feeling good when that voice shows up. <laughs> yeah, it does. Ah, this feels good. All right. So to sort of sum it all up and recap and, and end up for today, the biggest thing, the blah, 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 let me try that again. The successful creation cycle is to harmonize with the ebb and flow of your energy, the ebb and flow of your creativity, to knock off those things that are inhibitors. We've given you a whole bunch of antidotes today and to feel into whether or not it's time to rest or time to create. And Therese, you want to add anything to that? And just make sure that you're also giving yourself a chance to reload your creativity. Mm -hmm. So replenish. refilling the well. Yeah, just it's not just rest, it's replenishment that's really important. Without the rest cycle, you won't have the strength to really go for your creation. Remember that arrow pulling back? That pulling back is um, helping build up the momentum of moving forward. Yep. So, so important. So this is the key to you creating a beautiful, balanced entrepreneurial lifestyle that you can continue and sustain for long periods of time. And as we know, when it comes to success, it's not so much about what you're doing the second, it's are you going to stick it, stick with it? The longer you stick with it, the more successful you'll be. It's, it is. It just is that way. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, with that, we are going to sign off. So until next time, relax. We've, We've got, got this. this. Thanks for listening to the show. We loved having you. Come join our kick-ass community on Facebook. It's called Kick-Ass Sparkly Ladypreneurs Unite. To get all the latest from Rach and Therese, go to www.spirit4success.com. Again, that's spirit for success.com. Until next time, relax. We got this.